Good evening. Hey everybody, it's Latasha. I was not on yesterday because I took a day of reset, relax, and my face was not video ready. I'm just keeping it 100. And I know that I could have came on here with my face looking some kind of way, but it wouldn't have been a good look. <laughs> so um, I didn't even, I just stayed on the couch all day actually. I just did a total day of relaxation. I had a lot of automation going on, so you saw me posting a lot, but I wasn't, um, which is another thing. For another day but anyways let me go ahead and open up in prayer tonight because listen ladies god is showing me something for those of us who are married i hope this word blesses you and even if you're not married i hope this word blesses you as much as it is blessing me and i'm saying it in the context of in a process because he's not done with me yet like he is not done with me yet so let me go ahead and open up in a word of prayer then whoever my first person is that's on here, I pray that you can give me some uh, number one or something to let me know that you can hear me okay. I'm turning off my heater because I'm always cold. But dear God, we thank you so much tonight. We thank you for your word just opening up some things to me. And I pray that these principles in the word of God speaks to the heart of the ladies who are on this video, that listen to this word, that they know that it is something that you are sharing with me and helping me to understand how much of a process that it really is and that we never will get to the destination, but it is a journey. And you are giving us these principles and these tools to help us and equip us for this journey. You're helping us to have stronger relationships, understanding the context of how you love us and how we are to love others. So I thank you so much for all the things you are doing and you will continue to do in our obedience and our discipline to focus on you solely we thank you for all these things in your son's name we pray amen amen so the reason i'm so excited tonight is because our topic is called focus and faith focus and faith and i should be looking to even see to make sure that i am live but i think that i am anyways so it's called focus and faith and the reason that i believe god had me on this topic of focus and faith is because he's been showing me some examples in the context of my marriage. And I don't even need to get into the details of my marriage to help you understand the process that he's showing me with. And what, what the big idea is today is focus and faith. Focus and our faith. Focus and our faith. And what I have learned in this time with myself. Hey, thank you for joining. What I'm learning. Hey, Carol, can you just give me a number one to let me know you can hear me okay? What I'm learning in this journey of focus and faith is, is that when we get uncomfortable, at least I can't talk for you, I'm talking for me. But when we get uncomfortable, often we run back to our place of comfort versus where he wants to take us. We run back to our place of comfort versus where he wants to take us. And the reason that it's so easy to do that is because although we'll say we have focus and faith, the enemy will rock you off your zone if you don't understand the game that he's playing. If you're not looking and spending time and meditating on the word of God as much as possible, especially if you're in a season of transition, he will actually play with your mind and make you realize you have been playing the game wrong. I shouldn't say the game because it's not a game. Life is not a game. It's serious. But you have been navigating through life wrong because you haven't understood the authority and the position that he is calling you to. And we are staying in the places of our comfort instead of connecting with those 
who know the word of God and can stretch us and help pull us in iron sharpening iron and really help chip away at those things that don't reflect who God is in our lives because we are in our comfort zone. And sometimes our comfort zone focuses on relationships, communities that we find ourselves in that are very comfortable. So the reason, as I mentioned to you guys a couple of weeks ago now, that I believe God has me focusing on this, connected to my marriage, is because there is a foundation about marriage that sets up like every other type of relationship on how God ordained it to be if you declare that you are a believer in Jesus Christ and that you are a follower of Christ and that is the life that you aspire to live your life by, your guiding principles by, which is the truth, which is the word of God. And so the reason why I was listening to this, I'm in the process and I'm reading these books on marriage. And one of the things that he said today that just like blew me away was he talked about how easy for those of us who have children, whether we birth them or not, even if we have special little people that God has given us um, authority over, he was sharing that how we will easily go into a covenant role with these children who don't do anything for us other than take, 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 pull, pull, pull. Give me a number one if it's you, if you're feeling that right now. Because whether they can speak or not, they just have this thing. But no matter what they do, we love them. We love them. We demonstrate love. We have grace for them. We get frustrated. We yell. We holler. We scream. But at the end of the day, we love them because we understand that there's a covenant with us and this child. And the way that this person kind of blew me up, blew my mind when I was reading this book is the covenant that we actually have entered in in our marriage, yet we don't extend the same grace in our marriage as we do with our children. And the first covenant that we made, at least in the context of the way I'm saying that God ordained it, the first covenant that we made was the covenant to accepting Jesus Christ into our life. The second covenant, if we are married, we made a covenant to God, and then we made a covenant to this person who is our husband. And then we have these children. Hey, Felicia. Then we have these children. And so what I realized when I was studying and I'm going through all this stuff, because God, let me tell you what God showed me so clearly a few months ago, because I'm stubborn. For those who don't know me, and I'm even acknowledging my stubbornness, um, I'm stubborn. And so if I feel justified in a certain behavior, it takes a whole lot to like shift me some other ways. Like God has to do things to get my attention. And what God has been saying to me probably for the last year or two is Latasha, if you don't focus on your marriage and your priorities, and I mean, other than the words you say out of your mouth, other than the routine stuff that you do to let your husband know you love him, I mean, you need to understand and dig deep in the context of what is marriage all about? How did God ordain marriage? What is marriage designed to represent? Well, what in, in, the, in the whole, so I was like, I thought it was just going to be us, like me talking about my relationship with my husband. Oh no, God wanted me to get even deeper with this because what he was showing me is, is that the context in the relationship of marriage, it has so many other pieces to it that impact so many other parts of your life that you don't even realize how much I really need you to understand this for this next season that you're going into. And I'm like, okay, God. So I know my marriage is not perfect, but hey, man, we, we were staying 21 years. And so the first thing he was showing me is this whole thing of understanding positioning and what marriage actually represents. 
And what he's showing me so much and so clearly through this studying that I'm doing is, is that I have said, and I realized that my husband is, is my covering. I understand, hey, Jessica, that my husband should come right there under God because when we became together, we made a covenant to God. We made a covenant to each other and we became one flesh. But when this study today showed me this thing about the context of how I deal with my children versus how I deal with my husband, I was like, oh no, this is terrible. I was like, this is terrible because it started to peel back the layers on some stuff. And what I realized is, is I believe God has got me doing this stuff because he knows my role in the world. He knows my role in the world as a leader, as a business owner who's saying that God is the center of my life. And he's showing me that right now I'm about to go into a season. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because I didn't even have this on my notes. I'm about to go into a season of scrutiny and people kind of like trying to dissect stuff. And I need to make sure that I understand fundamentally what the word of God says about the context of marriage, what the context of my role is in the world. And God is not the author of confusion. And so I need to understand this so that he can bless things. But let me just tell you in the last couple months, he's like, okay, let me tell you how clear it is. He said, if you don't focus on this, then this over here is about to happen. I said, are you serious, God? He was like, yes, so much so that I'm actually in a leadership program. And the context of our reading and our study for this quarter actually focused on marriage. I said, okay, God, you got my attention now. I want to surrender to that. But let me just tell you, even in that, I felt a little Jonah-ish, if I could be honest with you. I think that I went all over to Tarshish and everything because even though I know I had these books, I delayed studying them because I knew God was going to speak to me on some stuff. I just know how much he was going to speak to me on when it came to the context of marriage. And so our scriptural reference today, when it talks about faith and focus, it was really in the context of my role as a wife, my role as a mother, my role as a leader. And what he wants me to understand is the responsibility to that has a high level of authority and responsibility so that God is glorified now in all that I'm doing because he's shifting me to the next level. And so the first scripture that he gave me is coming out of Psalms, is, no, I'm sorry, coming out of Proverbs 16 and 3. If someone could write that for me, Proverbs 16 and 3. It's the NIV translation, and this is what it says. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Let me read that one more time. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Now, for some of you who know my story and my testimony, I talked to you a lot about, thank you, Felicia, how I didn't leave my job because I hated my job and I wanted to leave. I left because I felt that God was calling me to leave my job. He gave me two pieces of instruction. The first one is I want you to obey me. The second one is I want you to not hustle and look like the rest of the world because I'm about to do something with you that's different than what happens with the rest of the world. But this is the thing. I understood that year one. I understood that. I'm going to say even year two, but year going into year three, some stuff got a little different. And I'm like, okay, God, you have changed my position. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you're putting it together for me tonight. He changed my position from a business owner to a CEO that had the responsibility of other people versus just myself. 
He changed me from a business owner that was a solopreneur, similar to a lot of people that are out there, to a CEO who had responsibilities for more than just myself. And when he's showing me this, I realized there's some things about me that I didn't understand that I needed to understand about the marriage piece in order to get this other thing right. And this is what he's showing me. He's showing me that when I look at the context of my role in marriage, it is to respect my husband, right? It is to respect my husband and it's to understand what my roles are in the relationship of my husband. What he's also showing me then is that if I respect my husband and understand that I have a covenant with God and that there is a covenant with him, that there are things that I can no longer do and be the natural who I am, if he wants to elevate me to the next level. So let me be honest again with me, even though my mother gets mad, but hey, I, only story I know for sure is mine. This is what I realized there was a thing with me where I say I give respect, but there's some stuff that God had to show me in a real, real. I can be passive aggressive, right? Just being honest. Anybody else passive aggressiveness? Let me show you what that looks like, passive aggressive. Um, something might happen where my husband says something to my kids. I take my kids where I don't have the conversation, which would be respectful back to my husband to confirm. That's what you said. Cause kids will play you against each other. They really will. And then I had this attitude with somebody who don't even know why I have an attitude, right? So I got an attitude. He don't even know why I have an attitude. But what I realized is that's not respectful. The enemy is winning. He's causing division in my home. And so what I realized specifically, this actually happened in the last 24 hours. There was a certain situation. One of my kids said, this is what happened. And instead of me being the old Latasha, before she understood her role of respect, I said, let me not get mad at him because that's not right. Because out of anybody in this house, he has the authority in this home. So instead of me being in my flesh, I need to go to him and I need to talk to him so I can make sure that what she's saying is not a place or a trick of the enemy. Because see, the enemy will use the same games as long as he sees that they win. Anybody else say same games? If we're going to put that in the comment, same games. Give me a heart or a star or something. So what I realize is that I can't make commitments based on shallow things if he's trying to transition me to the next level. I need to make sure that I commit to the Lord whatever I do and he will establish my plans. So let me make the connection point to you. If God is calling me to be a leader in the world, then what that means is that if I'm a leader in the world, I can't be passive aggressive. Hey, Sonia, I can't be passive aggressive. That means that if something goes on, I need to be woman enough to be respectful enough to make sure that I seek truth. Because I realized that my plan is no longer just my plan. I need to remember this Proverbs 16 and 3. It says, commit to the Lord in whatever you do. Meaning, how do I respond to my husband? Meaning, how do I respond to people in the business world? Meaning, how do I respond to friends and family when situations go down? Because if I'm committing to the Lord in whatever I do, he's watching how I'm handling things. And if my comfort zone is to be passive aggressive, and instead of dealing with the situation, with respect, right? Then I will run to my comfort zone, which is, I think I'm not ruffling any feathers by being passive aggressive, but yes, I am. I'm causing a lot of dissension and division in the house because I'm mad. And when mama's mad, everybody's mad, right? Everything is kind of like tipsy turvy. So I had to remind myself, okay, 
if this is what you're showing me, well, how does this work as I transition to this place that you want to take me to be this wife, this leader, this mother? How is How does this look as you're transitioning me? And this is the passage that he gave me. He took me into um, Psalms. Psalms, the, the first verse, at first through the sixth verse, okay? So it's Psalms 1, the first through the sixth verse. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stands in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. The person that is like a tree planted by the streams of the water, which yields fruit in season, the whole, the, in whose leaf does not wither and whatever they do prospers. So let me read that one more time. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stands in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight in the law of the Lord and who meditates on the law day and night. And this is what God is showing me. He's showing me that not only do I know my position, but how many times have I been deceived? Because instead of understanding and understanding that I'm meditating on the law of the Lord day and night and applying his principles in all of these situations, what I find myself doing is responding to situations versus showing up in a way who does not walk in the steps with the wicked or stand in the way that, that the sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. And so what he's showing me in this is understand your role as I'm transitioning you in this season. Understand your role as I'm transitioning you in this season. And this is the specific example that God gave me. And the reason I know is because I went back in my notes and I was like, whoa, I don't even remember writing this. He says, you're playing in the wrong position and you're playing the wrong game. Let me say this again. You're navigating through life in the wrong position and you're playing and you're navigating in the wrong game. So the specific example that he gave me was, it's like a substitute teacher at lunchtime sitting with the students and eating lunch instead of with the faculty because they don't realize the authority that they have over those students and that they're actually a peer to the teachers because they feel like because they're not a real teacher, they don't have the authority to sit with their peers who are the adults and they feel like they don't have the authority over those students. And this is when the enemy deceives you. So my challenge and my question to you, when you think about your faith and your focus, and when you think about the context of your marriage, I want you to ask yourself, what are you focusing on? What do you have faith in? What do you focus on? And what do you have faith in? If God is calling you to something new, but he wants you to understand your role in your marriage and applying that learning lessons on how you show up in that marriage and respecting your words and respecting your behaviors. How are you applying that when you're navigating to the next place that he's trying to take you? And are you sitting in the position of authority that he has ordained you with? Or are you too busy running back to your comfort zone and doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, but then expecting different results? That's the definition of insanity. And so what he's showing me today is this. 
For those of you ladies who might feel like you're in a season of transition and you don't even understand what's next, you're like, what the what? It seems like I'm doing this thing right. It seems like I'm trying to go to another level. It seems like he's trying to move me, but I'm not getting any results. Understand that there is a lesson he wants you to learn. There's something that God is doing with you. There's something that he wants to do through you. There's something that he's calling you to do. But the problem is, maybe it is a situation where you're looking at the context of how you're showing up in your marriage, and he wants you to get some things right there before he can make your platform bigger in the world. Because as he makes your platform bigger in the world, recognize and know that the enemy is going to attack, and it's not going to attack in a way that you might think it is. And if your foundation, if your base, if your marriage is not where it needs to be, the enemy will win. Those are people who seem like they're winning in the world and losing at home. They're winning in the world, but they're losing with their children. They're winning in the world, but they're losing with themselves. And they're about to lose their minds right now. And so I believe that as the role of a woman, we have so much, so much power that we could step into if we could understand what we should be focusing on and where our faith should be sitting. What our what we should be focusing on and where our faith should be sitting and understanding the power that comes with that because he has blessed you to be in a season in a role with the, that you are a helpmate to something greater and because of that he then wants to expose you out into the world and open up this other platform. And so I want you to be encouraged by this. For those of you who are not married but desire to be married, maybe God has brought someone into your life. You need to really spend some time in prayer and asking God, God, is this the one that you have sent to me? The word says a man that finds a woman finds a good thing. I think there's too many of us women chasing men, but that's a whole nother story for another day. And so I want you to be encouraged by this word, focus and your faith, focus and your faith, and just be blessed by what the word of God is saying, not Latasha, but what the word of God is saying. And if you feel like there's some things that are troubling you and there's some stuff that's going on, you can inbox me. I will pray with you at any time that I can just slip away and pray with you. Hey, Roberta, because we serve a good God. And the fact that we're in relationships and we're in marriages, um, even if you feel like your husband isn't where you think you are with your faith walk, uh, I just want you to be encouraged by that because a prayer of a praying wife, you can cover some stuff as a praying wife. And so I just want you to be encouraged tonight. Your faith and your focus, asking God, what is he calling you to do? Are you running back to your comfort zone instead of handling where he's trying to move you? And then focusing on these two passages. I'll put the other scripture in there. It was Psalm 116. And I hope that you're blessed and I'll see you again tomorrow. So dear God, we thank you so much. We thank you for your living word. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for the principles. We thank you for the ability for you to sharpen us like a double-edged sword when we dive deep into this word. Dear God, I thank you for the new knowledge that I'm learning about marriage and my responsibility in marriage and how that plays out in the world. I thank you so much. I thank you, Lord, for the brokenness. I thank you so much for the buildup. I thank you so much for the blessings and all the relationships that you have blessed me with. I thank you for helping me to realize some good relationships that I have, some great friends that I have, some great prayer warriors that I have, some great grounded spiritual women that I have in my life. I thank you for all of them. 
In Jesus' name, I thank you so much. I thank you for the ones who don't even know who you are yet, dear God, but giving me the ability to witness who you are through not just my words, but through my ways and through my behaviors and having the confidence to step into that. Dear God, I thank you for the meetings that I had this week where I stood in such conviction of who you were, but I did it with love in a way that I believe the word was received. It's such a mighty way, dear God. And I know that if you hadn't shown me the importance of speaking in love with respect um, to my husband and to my children and to those who I know and I love, I would not have had the courage to demonstrate your love and authority in the context of those who don't know who you are. And so, dear God, I thank you so much in advance for what you're about to do in my life, in my family's life. I thank you, dear God, for all the women who are journeying with me on this, this series of teaching right now. I thank you for all the things you're going to do in their lives as well, because you say in your word that when two or three are gathered in your name, that you are in the midst. And Lord, we are trusting, corporately praying together and supporting each other in love. Dear God, I pray that if there's any woman under the sound of my voice that does not know who you are, I pray that they have the courage to inbox me and we can get that thing right because we know that if things are out of order, we can't expect you for anything to be produced that's going to honor and glorify you, dear God. And we know that that is an important thing is to get that house in order, dear God. And we know that a praying wife can help to save the whole family if they just focus on you and have faith that yes, you can do it. And so we thank you for all these things in your son's name we pray. Amen. Ladies, have a great night and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.